A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. Chidebele Chidebele Udeze leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Only you, only you deserve that glory in my life. That glory, oh faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, oh, oh faithful God, faithful God, faithful God. One more time, faithful God, faithful God, oh, oh, faithful God, you are faithful God, faithful God, oh, We bless your name. We bless you. We give you praise. We magnify your name. We honor you. We worship and adore you. We say thank you for this morning. Thank you for 28 days of power. Thank you for everything. We commit our hearts to you. We ask you to please help us this morning to pray. As you want us to pray Lead us Holy Spirit Our hearts are open to you Come and have your way 
come and move us forward. Thank you for the gains of the past 27 days of power. Thank you for what is ahead of us. Thank you for the new week. Thank you for the new month. Please lead us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yesterday, we started looking at secrets of praying long hours. And we first looked at the benefits of praying long hours. And we saw that one major benefit of praying long hours is that when we pray, we engage the Holy Spirit that is living in us to walk within us. Our prayers in the Spirit is, is working within us. And we know that whatever God is going to work out of our lives is depending on his work within us. If you remember, we saw there are two factors that determines the extent of the work of the Spirit within us, the power that is at work in us. One is our yieldedness, our surrenderedness to the Holy Spirit, how yielded we are to follow him how we have been able to deny ourselves and allow him to lead us. And then, how we are also engaging the energy of the Spirit in praying in the Spirit. We know that the outworking of God, the outworkings of God in our lives, whatever God will do through our life, is going to be proportional to the inworkings, his inworkings. So, if we want him to do much out of us or through us, we must cooperate with him in these two dimensions. The dimension of surrendering and allowing him to be the Lord indeed in every aspect of our life, following his leadings. And the dimension of praying, engaging in much constant praying, especially in the spirit I observe that one of the secrets behind the much labors of the great apostle Paul in the scriptures is this making sure that that, that power at work in him is always at work and that's how you see the outworking of God always coming forth in great power. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 okay from verse 27 it says to whom God would make known what is the riches of the, this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Verse 29. Pay attention to verse 29. Say, where 
unto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. What is he saying here? He said, all the outward labor you see, teaching, preaching, all of them warning every man, laboring to present every man perfect. All of this labor, outward labor you see, is as a result according to according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So he will first of all get his working mighty in him. Are you getting it now? By ensuring that he always, no wonder he said to the Corinthians, I pray in tongues more than all of you. Because, he, of course, when you look at the, the, the magnitude of the level of the apostle, I mean, you will wonder how come he was able to accomplish all of this in his lifetime. How come? Now you can see, he understood the secret, that the secret of the outward, much outward laboring and succeeding in them because it is the spirit that we actually, you know, work out. God said, work out your salvation for it is God that worketh in you. So if God does not work in you much, you will be able to work out much. And so how he worked in us much is first we surrender and allow him, let him have his way. But at the same time, we must also engage in much praying. It is much praying within that leads to his much working. That is why we need to learn to pray long hours because it leads to much of his working within us. Now, when we moved into the secret of praying long hours, we saw that there are two major that the Lord is permitting us to discuss. One of them is Praying with the strength of the Spirit, which we were able to discuss yesterday. And then secondly, praying with the language of the Spirit. Praying with the language of the Spirit. Now, I won't go into praying with the strength of the Spirit. If you want to refresh what we did on that yesterday, you can go back and listen to that um, message again and then follow the prayers again. But today we are looking at praying with the language of the Spirit. The language of the Spirit. I want us to start the journey from Acts chapter 2. There are three major languages of the Spirit according to uh, what we saw in the Scripture. Maybe there are more than that. But from what the studies in the Scripture we, we observe, there are three major languages of the Scripture. One of them is speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Another one is singing in tongues or praying a singing in the spirit. That's what we call chanting. And then the third one is groaning in the spirit. Groaning in the spirit. We will try to see how we can manage um, speaking in tongues and um, singing in tongues today. And then because of time, I am not sure we will be able to delve into the dimension of groaning. In the spirit, which is a very powerful language of the spirit that many of us we have not been able to have access into. So let's look at Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came upon the apostles and what happened, how they began to speak in tongues. And we'll be able to see some of the things that must move us 
to engage in speaking in tongues always and be able to harvest the mighty benefit. So if you ask me um, the topic for today, I will tell you the wonders of speaking and singing in tongues. The wonders of speaking in tongues. Uh, speaking in tongues and singing in tongues, they are at the same, the same dimension, the same level. You know, but when you talk about groaning, you go deeper. Uh, we'll see more, much of groaning tomorrow. Now, let's read Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 1. He said, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Now, I want us to read verse 4 together. One to go. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak with other tongues. They began to speak with the other, other tongues. Take note of that, that it was not the spirit that began to speak with other tongues using their mouth. What the spirit did there was to fill them and then give them utterance. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they received utterance. That is the power, the ability to speak, the capacity to speak. And then they were the one that did the speaking. Now, that is a principle of speaking in tongues. The Spirit will fill you and then give you, give you utterance. And that utterance, the ability to speak, is to enable you to speak um, in tongues. Jesus told the disciples earlier before now in Mark chapter 16 verse 17, He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. That's what, when he was telling them that when the Holy Ghost comes upon you as you believe, then there are signs that will come up. One is that you will... Okay, verse 17, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. If you look at this, these signs that Jesus mentioned here, you will notice that they are all going to be possible by the Holy Ghost. There is none of them that can be possible by the human uh, strength. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Holy Ghost, then the kingdom of God is come to you. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. Now, look at it. Casting out devils is solving a problem. Devil is troubling somebody. So you, from the person, and then the person becomes free. And the same way, speaking in new tongues is not just for nothing. There is something that is coming to do. It is not just for show. Are you getting that? They shall speak with new tongues. 
They shall lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Everything that is there has a problem solution um, orientation. When somebody is possessed with demons, demons overpowers him, making him to do what he doesn't want to do. So you need the power of the Holy Spirit to get the demon out of him. When somebody is sick, the sickness weakens him, makes him not to do what he's supposed to do, makes him feel uncomfortable, and sometimes kill the person. But by the power of the Spirit, you solve that problem. In the same way, when the devil and whatever, in the, in the form of serpents and all of that is disturbing, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you put them down. And then speak with new tongues. For sure? No, not for sure. There, is, there are things that happens. There, is, there are things that must happen when you speak with new tongues. There is a solution that it brings. There are things that are, there are problems that it solves. And most times, believers, when they are ignorant of what the speaking with new tongues does, the power of speaking in tongues, the wonders of speaking in tongues, they ignore it to their own detriment. So Jesus was telling them here, in the same way you see casting out demon as a bringing solution that is also how speaking with newtons everything god does is with intention he doesn't just give us speaking in tongues for nothing there are things that must be accomplished in our life by speaking in tongues like on the day of pentecost the bible says that those people that came from various nations they were hearing them speaking in their own languages and they say how come we hear these people speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of god you see that in verse um, verse 12 he said and they were amazed and uh, okay they were all amazed from verse 11 he said Crete, Crete, Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. We do hear them. So what the Holy Ghost was, you know, busting out of their tongue that morning, why they were speaking in tongues, is they were declaring the wonderful works of God. And the people are hearing it in their various languages, declaring the wonderful works of God. Declaring the wonderful, wonderful works of God. What's the meaning of that? It is like they, are, they were praising God, you know, by the tongues they were speaking. So one way to praise God in a powerful way is to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues enables us to praise God, to worship God, to honor God, to declare the wonderful works of God. And so, that is one of the things that we achieve when we speak with other tongues. And then when you read scriptures like what was said in um, Jude chapter 20, where he said, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourself on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Chapter 20. Okay, chapter 20 is it. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What that is saying is that the way you build yourself, build your faith, is by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, one of the things that speaking, or one of the wonders of speaking in tongues, or, 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 or praying in tongues, you know, helps us to achieve is the building of our faith. 
building of our faith. When we pray in tongues, when we speak in tongues, it builds our faith. Now, you know that your faith is not visible. Your faith is not visible. When you know whether your faith is strong or not, is actually when you face circumstances, situations, when something that is to challenge that faith comes. That's when you know whether the faith is strong enough. Now, if your faith is not activated, is not strong, whenever you face situations, circumstances, you see yourself. That's why sometimes some of us, you notice that at a time it looks as if your faith is very strong, you are ready to move mountains, but at a time you see yourself, you are, you are weak again. You know, for us to keep our faith up, built up, we must engage this um, gift of the Spirit, which is speaking in tongues. I think the same thing was mentioned in First Corinthians chapter 14, when Paul was trying to encourage the brethren that they, would, they should not just speak in tongues when they come to church meeting, that they should also learn to uh, ask God to give them the gift of interpretation of tongues so that the people of God that came for meeting will be blessed. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Actually, he doesn't want to talk about speaking in tongues, but he wanted to, to explain how they must not uh, be speaking in tongues without interpretation in the church meeting, in the fellowship meeting. When brethren are gathered, somebody who come up to, to, to preach a message, we begin to speak in tongues. When he's speaking in tongues, you, you, you don't understand what he's saying. So he said, learn to also pre- prophesy. That is, speak for the mind of God in a known language so that you'll be able to build up the people of God, exhort them and comfort them as they hear what you are saying in their known language. So, but while he was trying to explain and give that correction, he was able to mention one or two things that are also benefits or wonders of speaking in tongues. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 said, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Verse 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now that's another information about speaking in tongues. No man understandeth him, including he himself. He doesn't understand what he's saying. Sometimes what has stopped many believers from engaging in speaking in tongues is because they don't understand what they are saying. Sometimes when you are ministering Holy Ghost baptism to someone, you, you will get to know that the person has been filled with the Holy Spirit. But the person is not speaking. And you will ask the person, you will have to stop and ask the person, are you hearing any, any, any sound, any tongue within you? He will say yes. I said that is utterance. That, so, that sound is coming. You know, for you to, you are already filled. So you just need to release yourself, begin to maximize the utterance to speak. It is not the Holy Ghost. Some people are expecting the Holy Spirit to start moving their mouth. No. It is not the Holy Spirit that will move your mouth. You are the one that will speak in tongues. But the Spirit is to give you utterance. So out of doubt, out of the fact that they want to be sure of whatever that is coming out of their mouth, they want to be sure of what they are saying, they, they will restrict that you know, utterance and they will not be able to speak. But the Bible said here that no man understandeth him that speaketh in tongues. But in the Spirit, there is a realm called in the Spirit. Are you hearing me? Look at that scripture. You need to understand that scripture. He said, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, unknown tongue, so the tongue is not known. It's not known to you that speaking it. It's not known to people around you. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men. You're not speaking to men. 
You are speaking unto God. You are speaking unto God. For no man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit? Somebody say, in the spirit. There is a realm that the person is operating. The person is operating in the spirit. The person has joined a particular frequency. In the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. So, can you imagine that when you are speaking in tongues, you have left the realm of the flesh because you are now interacting with the spirit being called God. The Bible says God is the spirit. In the spirit, you speak at mystery. It is a language of the spirit that enables you to speak mysteries that even you may not understand, or other people around you may not understand, but you are speaking in the spirit to God. Great and powerful mysteries. Verse 3. Say, but he that prophesied, prophesying, listen, in this passage, prophesying was brought to the same level with speaking in tongues. He was trying to compare. So, what prophesying is here is not necessarily maybe somebody saying, tongues says the Lord is falling down and all of that. What he's talking about here is when people are preaching, speaking first the mind of God in a known language, in a plain language. He said, they are to do that for three purposes, to edify the people of God, to exhort them, warn, exhortation means warn them, and then to comfort them. That is where you are speaking. So it is the Spirit that is moving you to speak. That is why and where the prophesying of the Old Testament differs from that of the New Testament. But the principle is the same. Holy men, they spoke as they were moved by the Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. If you remember that passage in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21, he said, But holy men, they, 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 they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So that's prophesying. But now, in the New Testament, we have the privilege of prophesying in a known language, speaking forth in a known language, and then speaking forth mysteries to God in tongues. Then verse 4, he said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, Edifieth himself, builds up himself, charges up himself. But he that prophesied edifieth the church. Eh? He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. That's what Jude was talking about. He said, But beloved, but beloved. He said, Building up yourself in the most in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You are building up yourself. You are charging up your spirit. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, he does what? He edifieth himself. Now, in the next verse, the first sentence, they say, I would that ye all speak with tongues. I want all of you to what? To speak in tongues. I want all of you believers to speak in tongues. Why does he want all of them to speak in tongues? Because there are things that you cannot assess. There are mysteries that you will not be able to you know, get into if you don't speak in tongues. And you will not be able to also build up yourself, charge up yourself the way you should when you avoid this technology of speaking in the language of the Spirit. Now, when you now move to verse 14 and 15, he said, For if I pray in an unknown tongues, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. 
If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So when you are speaking in tongues, when you are you know, praying in tongues, you are actually praying. But this time around, you are engaging your spirit. Now listen, if you know First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, he said that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. That is, there is this mingling of your spirit with the Holy Ghost and that two of them becomes united, become one in you. Are you getting it? Now, when you speak in tongues, when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays. And if your spirit is praying and the Holy Ghost and your spirit are one, as that scripture told us, then it is the Holy Ghost that is engaged to walk. You are also engaging the spirit. Are you getting it now? If you remember Romans chapter 8, verse 26, say likewise that you know the spirit helpeth our infirmities. The spirit helpeth our infirmities. And that's one thing that happens when you begin to speak in tongues, pray in tongues. Initially, you may notice that you are not you know activated, your spirit is not charged up. But as you continue to engage speaking to- speaking in tongues, engage it at a time your spirit will get charged up. Pick up and you will see yourself in a different dimension and then you continue to journey from there. Now, next verse. Verse 15 is said, What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. I want you to see how he is engaging his will into praying in the spirit and singing in the spirit. I will. So it is something that is 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 doing at will. His will is there. Uh, I, I, I want to speak in tongues. So I start speaking in tongues. I will speak in tongues. I will pray I will pray in tongues. I will sing in the spirit. I will chant in the spirit. And I will you know pray with understanding. I will sing with understanding. So it's not something that you know you will always wait for the spirit to start. Sometimes the spirit can start, but you can also get into the journey by your own will. Are you getting that? Now, pay attention to this. What I have shared with us is looking so elementary and fundamental to some of us, especially those of us who have been in in this realm for a while. Um, It may not look like anything new is coming to you, but listen, pay attention here. I want you to note that one of the wonders of praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, is this. When you began to speak in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit, there is a, an inward interpretation of what you are speaking that comes back to you as a message. You will be speaking, speaking. Now, but within your heart as you are speaking. That's why when I am praying in the Spirit, I have my daughter with me. And if you are with me, you will notice that after a while, I will begin to write down. Many people that say, I don't hear the voice of God. You don't know how to engage your spirit. 
Because God is a spirit. And when he speaks, he speaks to our spirit. And when your spirit is communicating with that mighty, great, powerful spirit, the almighty, there is a communication between your spirit and the spirit of, of God. Are you getting it? There is an interaction. Listen, when I speak to you as a person, because you are a human being, you are not good. You understand my language and then you will be able to know what I say. In the same way, when my spirit is communicating with the, with the spirit of God, with God himself, the spirit of God is understanding what my spirit is saying and is communicating back. And when that communication comes back to my spirit, my spirit will drop the understanding in my mind. That's when I began to understand what I am speaking. One of the wonders of praying or speaking in tongues is that the person speaking in tongues or praying in tongues has a way of understanding what he's speaking. And that is where the building up comes. Yes. You, the thing you are speaking is coming back to you because there is a, a, an interaction, there is a communication. Prayer is a communication. When your spirit is communicating with the almighty spirit of God, there is an interaction. You are getting something within your spirit. And that thing you are getting there at that time is the, the voice of God coming to you. Are you getting that? That's one of the wonders. And we have to understand that it is, it is something that is very deep. In fact, when, when you wait with your understanding and mind, and you are waiting like this, and you say you want to hear from God, you will hear voices that will be telling you many things. Eh? Your mind will be a lot of voices. This one will tell you, if, okay, as soon as you want to ask God, should I go to market? One will tell you, go to market. Another one will say, don't go to market. Another one will say, wait for five minutes. Which one is of God? That will be confusion. But when you begin to speak in the Spirit, begin to speak in the Spirit, your spirit will pick the information from the Holy, from the Holy Ghost because two spirits are communicating and they, they understand the language. Your spirit is communicating with the Spirit of God and the information will be passed to your, your spirit. Now, one of the experiences I've had about speaking in tongues is that when I began to speak in tongues, I began to download a lot of information. Now, it's a wonder. Please, I want you to see what is in 1 Corinthians chapter... Okay, before then. Okay, yes, let's go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man, which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth not no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us by God. Listen. He said, eyes has not seen, ears has not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. How do we now get access to know them? He said, but God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. How does that revelation come? The fastest, easiest way of having access to that which God has planned and ordained for us is by joining in tongue. By speaking in tongues, by singing in tongues, by praying in the Spirit. That is one of the ways we assess information 
When I want to download information, you know the word download? Eh? When I want to download information, what is going on in the realm of the Spirit, what I need to know about my life, about the work of God in my hand, I just need to begin to journey in tongues. Just begin to speak in tongues. It's one of the best experiences in Christianity I have ever known. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. As you are speaking in tongues, after 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, your spirit will begin to align. You, know, you, need, to, you need to understand what is going on. When you start initially to speak in tongues, you may be engaging in tongues by your mechanical energy, by your strength. Eh? But that's just like what I, we, we, we discovered yesterday. You start prayer by your strength. But the Spirit of God will, be, will take over at a point. Are you getting it? Now, when you began to pray in tongues, speak in tongues, initially, that's why many of us, our prayer life is spontaneous. You are just, the day that, the thing, you know what they call ago, ancestral spirit. The day it comes upon you, you pray for three hours or four hours. It's because you have not had the habit of praying with your will. I will pray in tongues. You don't need to feel like it. Believers, listen. The greatest problem we have in the things of the Spirit is that we are looking for feelings. No. We engage in the things of the Spirit by faith because we are not spirits. God is a spirit. And anybody who will come to God must believe that He is. You must believe that there is a spirit that you are interacting with. Sometimes it can give you feeling. But sometimes, most times it doesn't give you feeling. Listen, at the point of starting prayer, you may even be feeling weak. But you just need to gather yourselves together and stand and begin to engage in praying in the Spirit. Speaking in tongues. As you begin to do that, you will notice something. With time, your spirit will begin to align itself with the Holy Spirit. The communication does not start until total alignment happens. And for that alignment happens, it takes time. It takes time. On the first day you speak in tongues, you need a powerful move of the Spirit, utterance, He will fill you. But listen, for you to continue to be filled with Spirit, it will happen most times the reverse. You will start speaking in tongues, and at a time you got filled. That time of getting filled is the time of at the time your spirit is totally synchronizing and aligning itself with the spirit of God. And at that point, that's when the communication begins. That's when, you know, the revelation begins. He said, but God has revealed them to us by the spirit. That's when you begin to hear some things. It amazes me that when I pray for two hours, I say, let me pray more. As I pray again for the next 10, 20 minutes, another information will come. Hi, how, how? So I would ask myself. So if I have stopped this prayer at two hours, I would have missed this information. I said there is more. Let me press again. Why? Why I press again? Next ten minutes, I would uh, as if you are on a journey, as if you are on a journey, as the, the journey is going on and the information is increasing in weight, in dimensions. You come to a particular junction, they will give you this information. And you say, thank you, Holy Spirit. You write it down. And you are praying again, praying again in tongues. You come, that's why if you never learn to pray for two hours, three hours, four hours, just deliberately in tongues, you have not started experiencing the reality of the will of God and the purpose of God for your life. Many things about your destiny, about your future, is still unknown to you. Because 
Those information are arranged in the realm of the spirit and you only have access. God has given us a technology. He has given us a, 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 a flight to be able to journey and get to where they are and have access to them. They don't come, come down to you. I was in the spirit on the last day and I heard the, a voice behind me saying, come up hither. I was in the spirit on the last day, on the, on the last day. Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. I was in the spirit on the last day. I was in the spirit on the last day. How do you get into the spirit? By praying in the spirit. You are already in the spirit. Say, he that speaketh in tongues, he, he, in the, he, he, say he speaketh no man understanding, but in the spirit. So he's already in the spirit. That's why he's sp- speaking in the spirit. Mysteries. Are you getting it now? So when you get into the spirit, that's when you will hear the voice of the Lord. Are you getting it? So there are several things about our life, about our future, about, you know, sometimes people wonder, how do you hear God? For so many people, for yourself, for the ministry, listen, if it is just maybe... Oh God, what are you telling, to, t- telling us? What? No, 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 no. If I want to know what God wants us to do now, in Calvary, we revival levels and all of that, and so many other things we are doing, I just have to begin to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. After one hour, I will begin to pick some information. Sometimes after 30 minutes, after two hours, the more you journey, the more you pick them. The more you journey, the more you pick them. The more you journey, the more you pick them. Are you getting it? So, and it has a way of energizing you within to pray more. That's why somebody can tell you, I prayed in tongues for 18 hours. How does it happen? How? Excuse me. It can happen by the energy of the flesh. There's an energy within that has a way of renewing itself and keep you moving. And you are joining. You are speaking. You are joining. So, we are missing so much about our life. See, he said, he that speaketh in tongues pews up himself. Listen, there are much about you. Okay, let me say this. First of all, speaking in tongues has two dimensions. One is speaking in tongues as a sign. The one that every believer should have that pews you up. A technology that God has made available for every one of us because we have the spirit within us. Are you getting it? Now, but there is one that is also a gift. They call it diverse tongues. Diverse tongues. That one must go with interpretation. Now, and that one is not about you. Are you getting me at all? That one is not about you. That one is about people. It's just like prophecy. That speaking in tongues, the one that is a gift of the Spirit. If you read First Corinthians chapter 12, 7 to 11, it lists the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. It mentions diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. That is when God wants to pass through your mouth and speak to others. But apart from that, the one that you speak and you pray, it is for you to have access to the dimensions of revelations that are assigned to your life and your destiny. Say, eyes has not seen. There are things that ears has not heard about you that must be revealed to you by the Spirit. He said, the Spirit searches the deep things of God. So there are shallow things of God and there are deep things of God. Listen, when you are praying only in your understanding, you can only have access to shallow things of God. But when you begin to journey in the, in the, in the Spirit by speaking in tongues, as you journey deeper, as the, 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 the time keeps going on, you will begin to move from the 
shallow things of God to the deep things of God. And as you keep advancing, you will begin to, in fact, at a time, you will begin to have some level of interaction with, not just with, with, with the Spirit. That's why those of us who are also inclined to visions, you will see that as you begin to journey in tongues, visions will begin to come. There are, I said, those who are inclined to vision, there are two inclinations. You can be inclined to vision. So you see more. You see more. When God wants to communicate, He just puts it in pictures. But there are some of us who are inclined to hearing. You hear more. So as you journey in the, in the, in that, in the Spirit, praying in tongues, you begin to see. You begin to see. You can even begin to have interaction with angels. Interaction with heavenly beings. Mostly some of these people that have been with us. That was what happened to Jesus in uh, the mountain of transfiguration. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed to the point of you know, interacting with Moses and uh, Elijah. They came down. That is when you are now entering into the deep things of God. It doesn't happen just because you are just praying in a known language. No. It happens by praying in the Spirit. And not just praying in the Spirit for 5 minutes or 10 minutes, but you know, remaining there for 30 minutes, 1 hour, 2 hours, 3 hours, 4 hours. Paul said, I will pray. So you can exercise your will to say, I will pray in tongues for 7 hours now. I will pray in tongues. I will pray in... Are you getting it? It's something that you have to, you know, your will has to come in. But at a time, you will notice that the spirit will take over. I mean, the frequency will change. You will notice it. I didn't say it will. You will notice it will happen, but you will notice it. That this is no longer your energy, your strength. But you must learn to start with your energy. Because most times, because of the interactions we have with the physical world, our spirit seems to be, you know, waiting for us. I get it. So, you may not be so much activated when it is time to pray. But when you start praying in tongues, you can easily activate your spirit and begin to journey again. This is a technology that God has given to believers that enables us to move faster um, you know, into the realm of the spirit, have access to things that are ours. Now, another aspect of praying in the Holy Ghost is when we engage that tongue as a weapon of warfare. When Paul was listing the armor that we are to put on, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 18, when he finished listing them, he now mentioned praying always in the Spirit. Eh? Say, so put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to Stand against the wise of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, and so on. He now says, put on, verse 14, having your loins got about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, praying always. Listen. I want you to note something that is very remarkable. If you want to understand or have a revelation from the word of God, and I think the, be- the best version of the scripture for revelation is old king james or at best new king james 
Eh? Because they are the same in structure. It's just that this one is using duet, comet. But the other one is, we tell you, comes, does. Now, I want you to pay attention here. To punctuation marks as we look at the Amos. Because that's how you will understand how praying in the Spirit is one of the weapons and how it is used in warfare, in spiritual warfare. Pay attention. If you are not holding Old King James or New King James, you may not get what we are talking about. The punctuation marks. Let's start again from verse 14. Are you there? Are you there? Say, stand therefore, having your loins got about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You notice that there is a semicolon, isn't it? Then he said, your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace, semicolon. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Full stop. Take the helmet of salvation, comma, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Did you see column? Did you see the connection between verse 17 and verse 18? Full stop means the end of sentence. Column means, let me explain how this works. How do you wield the sword of the spirit in warfare? Because every other weapon there is actually a protective weapon. The belt of truth, the helmet of salvation covering your head, and then the breastplate of righteousness covering your heart and your, yeah, your breast, whatever. And then your shoe and all of that. Then there is only one weapon you are going to use to fight. What is that weapon? The word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But he now said, please let me tell you how you apply this sword. Remember, we are not wrestling against blood. Human, uh, flesh and blood. We are wrestling against spirits. So if we are going to use the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, how are you going to apply and employ it? He said, let me explain. Are you ready for the explanation? Now look at the next verse. Let's read it loud and clear, louder and clearer. One, two, go. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. We are in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Perseverance, perseverance with all... What is, what is perseverance? You don't just do that for 30 minutes and back out. One hour and back out. You have to persevere. It's a war. As you are praying always. What is the meaning of always? Always. Praying always. I can imagine Paul, while he is making tents, why is even gathering the, I mean, the, the, the materials to make tents from the forest? He's speaking in tongues. He's praying in tongues. Making intercession for all the saints. That's why we tell the Colossians, I always pray for you. The same person is telling the Thessalonians, I am always praying for you. The same person is telling the um, Ephesians, always praying for you. Timothy, I'm always praying for you. They, and how does he do, do all these things? Remember, he knew that this is the mighty working of God in him that we give rise to our working. I wish we can understand this, brothers and sisters. Listen, he still say praying occasionally. Praying always. Praying always. With what? With all prayer. With what again? With all supplication. We are 
in the spirit, praying always in the spirit as he's making the tent, you know, putting them together. Alabasondo labashanda, arakaleko sandalabashinda, lendelebo shanda. I can see somebody here as you are doing your mechanic work. Arabasondo labashanda raba, iyakalando labashanda raba. I can see a teller as you are doing sewing your cloth, cutting your ilakasando labashanda raba. Praying always, you are engaging in a war. This is how to engage the sword of the spirit to deal with principalities and powers to deal with this you know spiritual wickedness say listen apart from downloading information about your life eyes has not seen ears has not heard it has not entered into the heart of man what god has prepared for you because you love him how do you get them but god has revealed them to us by his spirit where is the spirit in your spirit how do you get that to, to yourself by praying in the spirit praying in the spirit and the information is coming and, but not only that we also use this to engage in war invisible war we don't see the powers the forces that are fighting working trying to stop us we engage listen I said it before we are not spirits are you getting me we are not spirits or let me say we are not 100% spirits eh we have a spirit, but we have body. We are not like God in that level. God is purely what? A spirit. So, while we deal with God on the positive, engaging to get the information he wants and receiving the energy to carry them out, there are negative spirits also that are saying, you will not have access to this information. You will not cross this this junction in the spirit to have access so they, they tend to withstand you you don't even know what you are what is going on in the realms most times you will has it happened to anybody here you finish praying in tongues praying in tongues for one hour two hours and you now slept you, so, you see yourself fighting all through the the, the 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 dream has it happened to you now that thing you see is what just happened as you are praying I get it. That is the the, physical, the, the the way it happens. So God wanted to see the battle that you fought while you are against principalities and powers in the realms that are trying to stop and hinder you and say, who are you? How dare you come to this place? Paul said, we wield the sword of the spirit. Not just by quoting scriptures to the devil. No. No. We, we, we fight and wrestle and uh, engage and overthrow princes, principalities by praying always. With all prayer and supplication, not in a known language, in the spirit, in the spirit. And then persevering, we have to persevere. Persevering and with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. For all the saints. I don't know whether somebody has gotten some level of enlightenment. You know, I have to start from the primary aspect of this to get to the secondary and to the tertiary because for some of us when we are talking about uh, benef benefit of praying in, in the spirit or wonders of praying in the spirit and we are saying hey, hey, that you know that one but there are some that you don't know so there are people that doesn't know that one they are, they are with us and they will listen to us to this message letter so they need to know that one that's why I will not assume your level to teach on this matter I will have to come down to the lowest level and then come up now if you have gotten something new about praying in the Holy Ghost can I see your hand up? Let me just see. Now, now you can see that it is something that is deliberate. You have to move. This morning, I don't know how many minutes we have to pray. But the reason why we have prayer charge is not just for us for, for, to pray here. 
it is for us to have something that we enable. That's why it is wise to go back to the messages and listen to them again. Because as you are passing them, you don't know what you are missing. Eh? They are coming. And they are not coming because, you know, they are not coming because of me or because of... They are coming because God, in a season like this, wants to launch us, launch us into realms where we begin to manifest higher dimensions of His power. Are you getting it? So I want us to rise up as we begin to, the little time we have, engage in praying in the Spirit. And if you are praying in the Spirit, the same principle of praying in the Spirit can also be applied in singing in the Spirit. You can just begin to put into sound, into song, that which is you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are speaking. That is just the, the difference. Praying in the Spirit is just you are speaking. But singing is the same the same. Tongue, you are just putting it in sound. You just put melody to it. It is the same thing. So, can you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? First of all, you have to declare the wonderful works of God. How God has opened our eyes and shown us mysteries this morning. Just begin to say, Father, thank you. Thank you for your revelation. Thank you for the mystery that you have opened to us this morning. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast, and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. And you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.